excited about what the Lord is doing. John chapter 1 and verse number 40. When you're there, say, I'm there. If you're still turning, say, wait on me. If you're just looking for the screen, say, I'm not doing nothing. Appreciate you. John chapter 1 verse 40, the Bible says, One of the two heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found Messiah, which is translated to Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Now when Jesus looked at him, he said, you are Simon, the son of Jonah. You shall be called Cephas, which is translated a stone. I want to minister a message in the last Sunday of this series entitled, I have a name. I have a name. Thank you so much. Uh, we are in uh, this amazing series where we've been traveling through the idea of identity. Last week, um, we understood in the message entitled Stripped. If you weren't here last week, you should go download the app and go and watch it or listen to it. But in that message, we begin to talk about the concept of us not being or who we, uh, we're not who we, what we do. We're not what we actually do in life. We're bigger than what we do. That God's purpose and his plan for our life is larger than what my actions are. That if a job description or a job duty was stripped from me, I could still be able to walk in my identity because I am not what I do. Look at somebody around you tell them I'm not what I do. Today, I want to step into this, uh, this idea of your name. Your, your name. One of the first things we've got to understand is that names matter. What you call a place, a person, or a thing matters. Because what I call something determines what I get out of it. Only one person's with me this afternoon. What I call a thing determines what I get out of it. If I just flippantly call you anything, then that what's the level of what I can receive out of you. If I don't recognize what God says about you, who God calls you, then I'm messing up how I'm able to get what I need out of you. So we've got to be careful what we call a thing. We've got to be careful what we call a person. Even as it relates to our Savior Jesus, we see in Matthew chapter 1, verse 20 through 21 even Jesus did not just come to the earth nameless when when the angels came to Mary and Joseph and begin to tell them about the soon coming king they begin to tell him you're going to have a son and you shall call his name Jesus why will you call his name Jesus? You will call him Jesus because he will save people from their sins. Jesus literally means, the name Jesus means to save people. And so they're saying in essence you have to call him the right thing. When this child comes into the earth, you cannot call him Bob. Hello, nothing wrong with Bob, but that wasn't his name. You cannot call him Anthony. That's not his name. That's his name. Uh, you, you, you cannot call him. You can't call him uh, 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 Tyrone. You can't, uh, uh, you can't call him anything except his name. Somebody say his name. Many of us have been going through life, and as we've been going through life, we have been called out of our name many times. You know, ladies, you in here today, you have been, some of you, some of you have been called out of your name. I won't say the word because some of y'all scared you think I'm going to say it. But some of you have, some of you have been called a B many, many times. Talk back to me, ladies. 
uh, and sometimes you weren't doing nothing but just living. You know, some of them days you was being mean. Glory to God. But just tell the truth. But, but some of those days you were doing nothing but just living and somebody decided to call you out of your name. It is never a good feeling to be referred to something you are not. It is it's never a good feeling to be called out of your name. Uh, uh, anybody, I, I tried this in L.A., they kind of lied to me. Any, any, any of you ever been teased before in life? And some of y'all ain't raised your hand and you're lying because <laughs> you idiot. You, you, you've, been, you've ever been called something out of your name? Uh, 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 you, 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 you've been teased about a different aspect of you and the truth is we've talked about it before I know they say sticks and stones won't break, uh, break your bones get it together Sherman but words will never the, the truth is that words do actually hurt huh? some of your feelings still hurt from what they said about you in 5th grade you are 25, 30, 45, 50 and your feelings still hurt. If somebody call you something, and you call you something that reminds you of what they said about you in fifth grade, you ready to fight. Because nobody wants to be called out of their name. Not only is it important what, you, what people call you, it's important what you call yourself. Because the truth is, many of us are affected by what people say about us because we're not saying the right stuff about our own self. And so a lot of times what people say about you find something in you because you were already feeling a certain way about yourself. And then the enemy made sure that somebody showed up on the scene that came in agreement with the thing that you've already been toiling within your own soul. And so when they said it about you, then it began to affect you even deeper. Look at somebody around you and say, I have a name. I have a name. Nobody wants to be called outside of the name. But this is the devil's job. The devil's job we see in scripture is as the accuser of the brethren, he goes around calling you stuff that you're really not. His job, according to Revelations 12 and 20, he goes around and he is confessing things over you that's not the truth. If you don't have a solid relationship with the Father, you'll start believing the lies that Satan says over you. If you, if, you, if you don't have a solid understanding of what God says about you and what your name is, you'll listen to the foolishness that hell wants to release to you. If you don't understand what the scriptures say about you, if you haven't prayed in the past year, if you haven't worshipped in the past 20 years, it is important for you to understand you will have a hard time fighting against hell when hell comes on the scene and tells you or calls you something that you're not at all. But I want to I want to help you today and I want to I want to give you some ability I want to give you some words to use in as it relates to how the enemy comes towards you and here it is you've got to begin to look at hell and say that ain't my name now, I know that's not good English, but we're going to use it today. Uh, you you got to begin to look at hell and say that in my name. When, when people begin to call you all kinds of stuff, and when I say hell, hell a lot of times is walking through the individuals. It's not that demons are showing up right there in your face and calling you anything. But hell has gotten locked up on the inside of somebody else, and they begin to declare certain things around you. You cannot be affected by what they are saying or, or by the individuals themselves. Uh, because all that is is that the accuser of the brethren has locked himself on 
on the inside of that individual. But when the devil starts speaking to your cousin, y'all ain't saying nothing. When the devil starts speaking to your ex-man, when he call you and he say, you ain't been nothing, you ain't ever been nothing, and you ain't gonna ever be nothing. When, when you start having people say all kinds of stuff to you, you've got to look the devil in his face. I don't care what form he's in. It may even be your mama. And you got to look at them and say, that ain't my name. I'm not going to let you call me stuff that I am not. I'm not going to let you refer to me in ways that I do not behave. I'm not going to allow you to determine what my destiny will look like. Look at your neighbor and say, that ain't my name. I'm not going to let the devil call me stuff that I am not at all. There's another level of fight that's going to come in you tonight, today. There's a whole other level of fight that's going to come in you today. Some of you have been taking it laying down. Do you understand me? You've been allowing the enemy to beat you up, and then you allowed his weights to come upon you. But some of you need to get make, uh, make up in your mind today. I'm not taking it anymore. I'm sick of this. I am tired of this. I'm tired of being behind schedule. Y'all so quiet in here. I'm tired of being behind schedule with my destiny. I'm tired of being slowed down because I'm allowing my mind to vacillate and to go to all kinds of places. I'm tired of seeing my family not be exactly where they're supposed to be because I let hell talk in my household but I'm going to make a decision that I'm going to tell hell to shut up and I'm not going to allow it to call me anything I am not look at somebody else and tell them that ain't my name interesting enough here in John chapter 1 are you rocking with me this afternoon um, we see this powerful experience in John chapter 1 verse 40 the Bible says one of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew Simon Peter's brother he first found his own brother Simon and said we have found the Messiah which is translated to Christ and this is one of my favorite parts of this text today and he brought him to Jesus. Let's pause it for a minute. Uh, today, I'm sure you want to hear about your name. I'm sure you want to be encouraged in what you are being called. The reality is that you've been anointed to not come to breakthrough by yourself. That when you find out that there is a way out, that there is a next level, it's important that you go and get as many people as you can and bring them to Jesus with you only okay uh, it's very important that you understand that some of the circles you are in that you've only been placed in those circles to bring somebody else to breakthrough as well you and your sadity self has gotten to a place where you're happy that you know Jesus you're happy that you find you a faithful church you've decided that you want to keep it to yourself you don't want to tell none of your friends because your friends crazy and you don't want to bring the crazy to the house so you don't tell your friends about your church but the reality is if you found a well that has water in it and you know a bunch of thirsty people I can hear you you got to go and find as many thirsty people I mean just parched all they said I mean dry throat you got to go and find as many thirsty people as you can and bring them to the well is it possible that you've been so focused on yourself that you've forgotten that somebody else needs what you're drinking oh I see that little selfish demon in here 
have you have you have you realized that in your life you begin to operate and you begin to manifest in ways where you begin to walk and allow the devil to stop you from reaching purpose because your purpose was not just about you but your purpose was for everybody around you so the Bible says, the text there, the Bible says, so you are Simon, the son of, uh, no, that's not where I want. He brought him to Jesus. That's where I want to be. He brought him to Jesus. Question for you this afternoon, who are you bringing to Jesus? Who are you bringing to the place of refreshing? Who are you bringing uh, to the well himself? Jesus told the woman at the well, if you knew who you were dealing with, you would ask me for water because if you ask me for water, you'll never thirst again. Jesus understood his identity and he knew he was a well. And the next level of your life is going to be connected to how many people you can get to the well. I'm not just talking about this church. I'm talking about Jesus himself. How many people can you get to the well? How many people? I refuse to go by myself. Are y'all here? We talked about it last week and we said if we're going to win we're all going to win together are you in here if we're going to win we're not going to win by ourselves we're not going to win alone but we're all going to win together and you've got to make a decision that you're going to go and grab them and bring them right to the point where jesus is so that they can experience what god wants them to experience so we see here that he comes to jesus and when he brought him to jesus his first encounter with Jesus, the Bible says in 42, that when he brought him to Jesus, now when Jesus looked at him, he said, you are Simon, the son of Jonah. Now, first of all, a couple of things. We don't see anywhere in the text where Jesus was introduced to this man. We don't see anywhere in the text where Jesus introduced and said, Jesus, this is Simon. Simon, this is Jesus. The proof of what I want you to understand is the great thing about the Lord you serve is that he knows everything about your history. He knows everything about the journey that you've been in. He knows everything about the encounters you've been in. And, and, and one of the things we learned months ago, he's unbothered by wherever you've been and whoever you've been. Did you hear what I just said to you? Because some of you, you acted a fool on your way to church today. Say amen, somebody. You was in the parking lot cussing your family out. Say amen. You, 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 you have been through it already today. And the reality is Jesus is so unbothered by your crazy. He is so unbothered by who you've been and what you've done. He says, I know what they have called you. I'm quite aware of what they said about you. I'm quite aware of how they referred to you. I'm quite aware of what they said. But I need to, you to know that there is another level to your purpose. That that, what they called you, held you over for a moment of time. But I want to reintroduce you to yourself. And the you that you once were is not the you that I'm turning you into. Just one encounter with Jesus will shift your whole identity. When you begin to build a relationship with Jesus, it will shift your entire life. When you begin to build a relationship with Jesus, it will shift everything about you. That's why the enemy is working super hard to stop you from really having a relationship with Christ. There is a difference from church going and building a relationship, right? Just because I go to your house or I visit your house once or on several occasions don't mean I know you. Huh? You can invite me over because I'm a nice guy. I am. You're supposed to say amen. And, 
and I come to your house, we could even have dinner together, but it doesn't mean I know you. Uh, uh, we can have drinks together, ice water. And it doesn't matter, doesn't mean that I know you. It takes time, somebody holler back time. It takes time that you've got to spend with somebody in order to build relationship with them. And when you build relationship with them, you build trust with them. Trust is not automatic. I know as bad as some of y'all want it to be. It's not. And I realize that in life. Trust, you've got to build a relationship with people. And over time of you being consistent, they'll begin to trust you. And I, and I don't have to make you feel like I trust you when I don't. Y'all don't like this because some of y'all, you, you too nice. And what I mean is that you're a nice liar. You're a nice liar. So instead of, instead of telling folks straight up, no, really, I don't trust you. I just really don't know much about you. It's going to take me some time to build trust with you. I don't, I don't trust you. I mean, but we can still hang out. I just don't trust you yet. I'm not saying you're bad. You didn't do anything to make me not trust you, but you didn't do anything to make me trust you either. And so what I am, I'm in the in-between stage until we actually start following and building a relationship where I find out if you're trustworthy or not. And so for now, I don't trust you. Y'all don't know how to have friends because you lie to your friends. Y'all quiet in here. You tell them stuff you don't believe. I'm down for you. You're not really down for them. Best friends forever. You a lie and a half. Your relationship hasn't even been tested yet. Ain't been tested. You ain't best friends for nothing. You, you, I don't even know why you calling them best. You ain't even a friend. I mean, you, you somebody name I know. That's all. It, yeah. We ain't friends. Are y'all learning here today? I ain't trying to be, I'm trying to really help you. I'm trying to get you to stop lying. Some of y'all sin every day. And every time you get on that phone with that person talking about, I love you, you liar! I don't say that to people because you said it to me. People be like, I love you. Be like, hey, you know what? God is so good. Y'all don't get this. <laughs> They're like, I love you. I mean, I mean, didn't he bring us out? Hallelujah. I mean, I love you. I mean, I'm telling you, you brought us a mighty long way. I mean, I just, uh, I, I don't have time to lie to you. For what? Are you rocking with me today? Jesus, at first encounter with this man, though, had a clear understanding of who he was. And not did he only understand his history, he understood his future. When I brought you into this place, God led you into this place to make sure that you got the word that your future is secured. Yeah. Uh, that your future is set up and it's secured. And how is it secure? Jesus knows and understands fully where you're on your way to. And in order for you to grab a hold of the understanding of where you're going and what his plan is, you've got to build a relationship with Jesus. And when you build the relationship with Jesus, you're going to trust Jesus. And when you trust Jesus, you'll believe Jesus. Uh oh. Some of you think you can come in here and just hear this message today and hear that God has a destiny for you and it's just going to hit you. Not true. Because if your relationship is greater with hell than it is heaven, I need y'all to really rock with me today. 
I need you to really rock with me today. If your relationship is greater with hell than it is heaven, and how do I determine that? Who I spend the more time with? And if I don't spend time with God, automatically I'm spending time with hell. Because I'm sitting in my flesh and I'm sitting in the soulless realm. So I can preach all this identity stuff today, but if you don't go home and build a strong relationship, the person that you're closest to is going to win in the battle of conversations. So when you walk out of here and the devil tell you that preacher, all that screaming and yelling, he won't talk about nothing, child. You're a loser. You ain't going to ever have no job. You're going to be living in this apartment forever. You and these kids, you ain't going to ever find no man. Don't nobody want no man with nobody with kids. And, and then the devil's going to tell you all this kind of stuff. You're going to get to places. The devil's going to talk to you. And then what you'll end up doing is sinking back into the same place because your relationship wasn't strong with the man who gave you the truth. I can tell you you're healed. I can tell you you're delivered. But if you don't build yourself up, that's why the devil doesn't care that you come to church. Only one amen in here. Satan is not bothered at all by you being here today. I know you feel like you accomplished, and I'm proud of you. Give everybody, give everybody a hand in the room for being here today. I'm proud of you, but hell is not impressed. The question is, what will you do when you walk out of here? How will you respond to the truth that God is releasing to you? And so he comes in the encounter, keep the scripture up, please. They come into the encounter where they begin to connect. He connects with Jesus at just one point. And Jesus says, I know your history, but I don't only know your history, I know your future. They used to call you Simon. But the reality is, I call you Cephas call you see which is translated rock you might have been a little testy you might have been a little movable before but I'm speaking to your future I need you to understand what I'm turning you into I'm turning you into a place now where you're not going to be so wishy-washy but I'm going to make you stable now I'm going to I'm going to take you from the place of being up and down and all around and I'm going to actually give you the power to last now uh, this next thing that I'm going to do in your life I'm going to cause for you to walk at a whole nother level and Jesus says when you walk with me on this level you come alongside me I begin to change your name Hello, somebody. I begin to change what you've known yourself as, and I give you the revelation of who I called you to be. And many of us have been seeing ourselves on one wire, but God says, what I want to reveal to you is that your purpose, your destiny, your life is bigger than what you've understand. Somebody say, I have a name. I have a name. What, what's, what have you been calling yourself? And I'm not talking about when you got a crowd around you. Can we talk for a minute? Sometimes we talk big and bad when people are around. There's even people, have you ever gotten in a fight and somebody was really big and bad because their crew was with them? There's some fighters in here. You know, they had a lot to say because everybody was standing behind them, hyping them up. They had all their hype men. They was like, come on. That's right. There. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So every, everybody, everybody with it. And as soon as you see them, when they by themselves, they're acting like they're trying to. I thought you was big and bad. That's us. The devil says you talk really big and bad when you got your crew here. Y'all don't like that. 
He said, but the real showing is going to be when you're at home by yourself. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You're talking really big when you got hundreds of people in here. Sound hallelujah and thank you, Jesus. But when you're at home and I come for your head, that's what hell is saying. He's saying, what you going to do then? I'm trying to raise up a family of soldiers. That even when my crew is not with me, I can stand right in the face of hell and say, what? Anytime hell tries to come in front of you, I mean, I tell you, I feel like a, you need to have a gangster anointing. Y'all ain't said nothing here. And I ain't talking about, I ain't talking about no fake gangster. I'm talking about a biggie gangster. Gangster, biggie was a real gangster. He was no joke. You, 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 need, you need a crooked eye, big fat belly, nasty looking kind of anointing. Somebody give me some water so I can pour it out for Boogie. Biggie, it's important. It's important. Are y'all in here today? Some of y'all didn't laugh in years. I mean, you looking at me looking all religious. You need to be a, you need to be Biggie in the Holy Ghost. Y'all ain't said nothing. Biggie didn't even have to move. He didn't, you know, he couldn't. But but Biggie didn't. Y'all mean Biggie didn't barely move. I don't know why y'all in there. Uh, <laughs> sound like he was slobbering at all times y'all said that God bless the memory of Biggie I'm sorry so it's important y'all still here that you realize I'm built up here to go continue to build myself out here did you hear what I said to you what about the rest of you did you hear what I said to you what, what, what you, what you, I'm built up here so I can continue the building out there. And if I continue the building out there, Pastor Devonja, then I'll understand exactly who I am. So he says, listen, I'm changing your name. You've seen yourself one way. I'm about to show you who you are. When I was preparing this message, I saw a line being drawn in the sand. Well, God was saying to me to tell my people, he said, tell my people I'm not playing as it relates to their purpose. That I want them to accomplish everything that I set for them to do. But they've got to begin to call themselves according to what I call them. They've got to begin to call themselves according to what I have to say about them. You've got to begin to fight the devil at his own game. He tries to intimidate you, but the truth is, you don't even know this, demonic powers can be intimidated. They can be intimidated by the word of God. That's why when Jesus the word himself was walking through town Jesus began to walk through town and the demon said, why are you tormenting me? Why are you intimidating me? And Jesus said I wasn't doing nothing but being the word. What are you saying, Sherman? When you begin to get that word in your mouth it'll begin to scare hell. It'll begin to scare the devil and the devil will back up when the light starts shining where you are in your life. Hit your neighbor next to you say, get the word, man. Get the the word intimidates oh i feel that yeah yeah you ought to wake up in the morning tomorrow and just start walking your house reading the word you don't got to memorize it just open up just open up any scripture find you anyone just open up one scripture and just start walking your house reading the word uh, you were just read the word just read the word read the word you read the word and dare a devil to mess with you y'all don't like this kind of talk dare a devil to play with you you just ought to walk around reading the word you got to get out of your car on the way to your cubicle read the word just read your word all the way to the all the way to your job you ought to read the word hallelujah when you go to starbucks you ought to just 
walk around reading the word. Dare a devil to mess with your destiny. You've been on the defense. God wants to put you on the offense. Stop being reactionary and go and get that fool where he is. Why I feel like I got a bunch of scared people in here. I wonder if there are any soldiers in the building today. Any soldiers in the building that say, I'm not taking it anymore. You're going to call me by my name, fool. You ought to look at that devil and say, what's my name? Say my name. Say my name. You ought to tell that devil, you are not going to be at a place where you're going to begin to call me anything except what God said. You ought to look that devil and say, what you call me, fool? What you say about me, fool? What you say out of your mouth? You got to make sure that hell knows that you know who you are. Sit down, please. Sit down. Um, what is he saying about you? Where you started from, I'm almost out of your hair. I just came to encourage somebody you have a name. Where you started from, who you started as, doesn't have to determine how you end and who you, how you, who you end as. It's important for you to know that there's some time in between there the space have been created for you to have an encounter with Jesus and based upon that encounter with Jesus get the revelation of who you are get the revelation of what your name is supposed to be it happened to Abram 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 was walking the earth and his name meant high father I mean, you was, you know, it was good. It was good. It, was, it wasn't a bad name. I mean, you know, you're a father. That's beautiful. But God said, I have something else in store for you, Abram. I want to name you Abraham because I want you to be the father of many nations. It wasn't good enough for you just being a good father uh, because some of us are okay with the first name or revelation that you got of yourself. You, you're okay with the first things that you realize or what other people have said about you. You've been okay with it. And it might get you through and you might have a level of impact but you will not be able to impact on the level I've called you to. In order for you to get where I need you to go, you can't call your mama to find out what your name is. You can't call cousin them. You can't call your best friend. You can't call the psychic line. They still got them. I don't know. Call them and find out what they have to say about it. You've got to begin to talk to the source. you got to come to Jesus and say, Jesus, what you say about me? He said, I called you a father of many nations. What you once were before, it is not good enough. I need you to call yourself according to what I say about you. So are you going to change your language? Are you going to change your mouth? Are you going to change what you've called yourself and allow heaven to reveal themselves to you? It happened to Sarai. She was walking around and Sarai meant my princess. Not bad. Not a bad name. Not a bad name at all. My princess. And, some, and he's like, okay, that's cute. That's really nice. And, you know, I'm happy for you. But I really, I really want you to be the mother of nations. Some of you have been okay with just walking around and saying, you know, oh, some of you ladies, I'm his princess. He loves me. He gives me manis and petties. And you're just happy at that one level. And God's saying, no, I want to birth more out of you than what you've understood. You've been satisfied with just being a baby factory in the natural and popping out them kids, which is all good. Thank you for populating the earth, my ladies. But, but on the other side of populating the earth, God said, I want you to birth more than kids. I want you to birth nations. Okay. 
I want you to birth whole ethnic groups. I want you to birth whole, whole, whole systems out of you that transform the world. I only got about five women that are with me right there. God's saying, you're not good enough. It's not good enough for you to relate to yourself as just being my little princess. I want to turn you into something else. I want to make you a mother of nations. Have you been satisfied with the old level when God has been trying to call you something else? Look at your neighbor behind you that looks like they're hot and ready to go home and tell them, I have a name you've got to understand that there's a name that God has called you and it's not what it once was it's not what it once was I've interrupted your Sunday today to insert this prophetic word to you to help you understand there is more for you I'm about to have a fit there is more for you there's more for you on the other side there's more for you on the other side of revelation there's more for you on the other side of breakthrough there's more for you this is not it now, some of you don't know what to do with that. But I need about at least 100 people in a room of hundreds this afternoon who would say, I'm about to praise God in advance for my next level. I know. I know. Some of you don't have the faith to do it. But there's a couple of you in the building that say, that say I'm about to praise God for the next level that he's calling me to. It's been all right right here. I've seen a measure of success. I've seen a measure of breakthrough. But this next praise is a praise I'm about to give God for where he is taking me on the next level. And I refuse to believe hell. I made a decision that I believe God to somebody around you and tell them I believe God. I believe. Why y'all playing? I said find somebody and tell them I believe God. I need you to look at your neighbor and say I believe him. I believe him. I believe him. I Listen, I'm not done. I'm not done. I still got more word for you, but I just feel like some of you need to establish the receiving of this word with a quick praise real quick. You need to ratify that you're going to your next level with a praise. You need to ratify that you're going to the next place with a praise. And all I need, really, all I need is a good 100 people who will lift your hands. Woo. Open your mouth. Somebody praise them real quick. Praise them for the next level. Praise them for the higher place. I have a name. I have a name. I have a name. It is not what hell called me. I have a name. And it's not what the devil said about me. I have a name. And I believe what he said. Sit down, please. Not only did it work for Sarah, but it worked for Jacob too. Jacob was going around calling himself supplanter. And God said, ah, that's all right, that's all right, that's all right. But I want to change your name a little bit. And I want to change your name to he who has the power of God. I know you've been excited about what you've been able to accomplish. But I now need more power to flow through you at the next level. So I need you to be determined by what I said about you and how I feel about you. What is God saying your new name is? Because your new name is going to determine your new location. You have been here way too long. 
Your new name will determine your new location. God said, if you will begin to call yourself what I call you, you will begin to go to the next place that I determined for you to go. You've done okay right here, but this is not enough. You've accomplished a little bit right here, but this is not okay. I am calling you up higher. Good God, I'm I'm calling you higher. Look at your neighbor real quick. Say up, up and away, up, up and away. Y'all sit down. Stop that. Sit down, please. It's, it's important for you to understand that God's not playing concerning your destiny. Do you understand me? There's a shift coming to your life. One encounter with Jesus would make everything change. But what is the key, Apostle Sermon? I've got to call myself what he calls me on a daily basis. When I wake up in the morning and the accuser tries to tell me, you nothing but a loser like you once were. I've got to stand up in the morning and tell him what God says about me. When hell wakes me up in the morning and says, you're going to always, you're going to always lose. I look hell in the face and tell them I'm the head and not the tail. When hell tries to tell you it's going to win, I've got to wake up in the morning and tell them that I have the power to tread upon serpents. When hell tries to tell you that you're going to always be sick, you got to wake up in the morning and say, I am the healed of the Lord. you got to begin to use the power outside of here. You hype now. You excited today. I'm concerned about your tomorrow. My last part to you today is how are you managing your days? Hell is trying to steal your time. Let me get you while you're sober. Hell is trying to steal your time and your energy. How will you manage your day? Yeah, you need a schedule. Yes, we know that. Yes, you need to do lists. Yes, we know that. But I want to know how you're managing the chatter in your head. I know you came here today. People say, how you doing? You was like, bless, liar. Uh, you came in today. You said, how you doing? Ooh, just good, lying. How are you managing the chatter? Truth is, some people walked in today. And as soon as they walked in, they immediately felt rejected by somebody. The chatter was moving around in your head. It wasn't necessarily real. Nothing really happened to you. Nobody really did anything to you. Told you all they said was wait at the door while we find you a seat. But automatically you got ticked off. They don't want me here. Because the devil does his best work moving around in your head space. And we shout and we holler and I'm with it all. But when you sobered up, how are you handling the chatter in your mind? Tomorrow, tomorrow, the enemy's coming. Today, before you leave out this parking lot real good. Not just the enemy, your history. Because not everything's the devil. Some of you, you've been hearing your history talk more loud than your future. 
And the reason why your future has been talking so loud, you haven't replayed it enough. Many of us understand that when you've been through something and you've done something in life, I call it the spirit of replay. That devil will try to play stuff in your head over and over again to try to reinsert the guilt that you felt the first time you did it, even though God has already forgiven you. Can we talk for a minute? I know you're excited about your new name, but I want you to use it. When you get out of here and that devil tries to tell you that wasn't worth nothing, you wasted your hour and a half, two hours. You didn't, you didn't, nothing's going to change. You've got to know your worth. And your worth is found in what he says about you. Oh, I hear that. Some of us have felt as if you haven't been worth enough. So then you've allowed yourself, you allowed stuff to happen to you that you should have never allowed to happen to you. Because you felt like really that was all you were worth and that was all you would ever get. You allow people to underpay you because you don't understand your worth. Dating people that's so beneath your purpose. I said it. Can't even think right. Barely know the Lord. How are you Holy Ghost filled? Filled with power and got destiny and go find somebody who don't even barely know Jesus. And think it's God. You are so confused. He gives you someone comparable to you that can walk with you. And don't give me that crap about build a man. He's a part of my ministry assignment. God wants you to marry your assignment? I can help him, you know. That's what, that's what our late night prayer is about. No, he gets on the phone with you in late night prayer so that eventually he can say some stuff to you late at night to get you in a situation, and he used prayer to do it. Christian hoes are the different kind of hoes. They don't use regular stuff. They use prayer requests. They use dreams and prophetic words. I was praying for you and the Lord revealed to me. You're a lie and a half. You can't have these cookies. I wish some ladies would say amen in here. You, 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 you can't have these. I don't care how many dreams you had, how many visions the Lord gave you. You are not coming. No, get out my DM. Get out of my text messages. Don't talk to me when you see me at church either. Go and walk down the other aisle. You accept stuff. Y'all don't want this. That you should not accept. You're allowing stuff in your life that shouldn't be there. I want to arrest hell in your thought patterns. And I want to teach you one of the ways to get rid of hell in your mind. Are y'all listening here today? Is that you got to cast down imaginations every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God so when that devil implants a thought in your mind you got to begin to fight it with what God said about you did you hear what I said that the fight is the fight of the words the fight is the fight of the words in your mind when the thoughts come you do not have to believe it I don't care if your bank account I thought I was done but somebody needed this I don't care if your bank account is on zero right now 
Don't mean it got to stay that way. If you will begin to believe what God says about you, and believing what he says about you is more than saying it about you, it's saying it until it gets into your actions. I just said something. It's saying it until your actions begin to change because there's no proof that you believe it until there's proof down here. Y'all, just only... There's no proof that it's real to you until it changes around right here. There's no proof that you believe that you can live a better life until you start living a better life. There's no proof that you can go to the next level until you go to the next level. And so it's not just believing here. It's decreeing and declaring it and putting new actions into place that cancels out your old dysfunctions. Did you hear what I said to you? God no longer wants you to be married to your dysfunctional ways of living in the past, but he wants you to grab a hold of what his plan is and his will is. Hit somebody around you. Tell him I'm about to live a new life. Tell him I'm about to live a new life. Tell him I'm about to live a new life. I'm not just going to church anymore, man. This is going to come here and listen to good singing and listen to somebody talk and remain the same person. Doing the same stuff. Living the same life. Something has to change. I've got to believe what he says my name is. And I won't stop declaring it. I won't stop believing it. And I'll say it until my actions change. Can I tell you that you can't be a believer by thought only? God wants to translate you to understanding that the proof is in the fruit you bear. I, I need to stay here. I need to stay right here because I can feel it because some of you want me to turn and you want me to leave it alone, but I ain't. I'm going to tell you again. You, you're able to refer to the tree by the fruit it's carrying. And the fruit is not your tweeting Greek picture. The fruit is not that, that A&N on your t-shirt. You can buy as much NY merch and we want you to as you like, but that don't determine that you're walking with the Lord. You can, you can do as much jumping and screaming in here today too, the reality. If you can't praise him when you get in that house and that devil comes knocking on your door, it doesn't matter. This is what I believe. There's hundreds of people in this room today who are saying, I'm about to walk out of here and I'm about to beat hell. I'm about to walk out of here and I'm gonna change my thought patterns. I'm about to walk out of here, it's, the action's about to change. I'm gonna catch myself in my responses. So I might have responded dysfunctionally before, but I'm gonna catch myself and I'm gonna move in another direction. I used to be secluded, but I'm no longer gonna be secluded. I'm gonna actually start stepping into the crowd. I used to be the kind of person who didn't like to talk to people, but now I'm gonna go and talk to them now. I'm gonna forcefully press the reset button. I, I gotta go, but I need to forcefully press the reset button. Look at somebody say, press the reset button, press the reset button. I'm gonna forcefully press the reset button so that everything can change. Lift your hands, Father. We thank you for the revelation that we have a name and you've given us this name. And we're going to work this name. Right where you are, just open your mouth for the next few moments and just worship him.
Let's worship into this word.